Hello and welcome to the Dead Idea of Valhalla podcast. My name is Gary Butterfield. It's been a while since we talked. This is episode zero. Zero. It's a number that doesn't exist. It happens before episode one, but not chronologically or numerically. Um, this episode I am recording because I am putting up the uh, episode of Dead Idea of Valhalla on duckfeed.tv. I'm very excited. I'm joining uh, Cole Ross's flock of podcasts. Um, <clears throat> wanted to make Dead Idea of Valhalla available again. Um, it's, it's up on my blog in kind of archive format, but I want to start it as an RSS feed because some people like iTunes. Not me, but I like uh, people being able to to nab things and auto-download with whatever your your little programs that you like to use are. The uh, So I wanted to kind of record a user's guide, do a quick update, and uh, and tell people about, you know, what to expect from this. It's also a full episode. I haven't done one in a while. So, uh, yeah, classic uh, The Idea of a Holla right here coming at you. Um, I have had... So it's been less than a year since I quit... The the finale came out in the early part of the year. I want to say in early February. Before and it had been a while before that when the first part of the finale came out. So it's really been about maybe nine months since I've actually been been done. And it's been a a really insane year for me. I listened back to some of those old Deity of Ahala things, and man, I mean, I, I'm not going to go into too much about what didn't work about the show because that's what the finale of the show is about. And if you're going to you know subscribe and continue listening to these. You're going to hear uh, the tale of a very depressed man. Um, it is something, it is just like a year-long portrait of me getting increasingly more desperate and depressed. And the, uh, you know, a lot of that is existential frustration, frustration with the show. Um, and a lot of it's tied into some general life stuff. The biggest one um, of which, and I, I'm not going to go into too much detail here, but I broke up with my wife. Um, so all the references you hear uh, to, to my wife during that... Uh, you know, no longer the case. We're planning on getting divorced. It is something I was intellectually fine with for, for a long time, and now that we're actually getting ready to maybe sign the papers, is bumming me out. Um, yeah, it is sadness. But right right around the time when I was going crazy and constantly complaining on the podcast about, you know, uh, depression and everything, that was when things were falling apart. Um, so I wasn't specifically talking about that, but it gives you a little bit of an idea as to uh, my mental state uh, at that time. It was pretty, uh, pretty insane. So, so that happened, and it was not a clean break. It was something that started uh, around Halloween, and she didn't move back to Illinois until February. So it was a long, long time of just uh, wallowing. <laughs> it was extremely painful. It really sucked. And uh, in, the, in the wake of that... I decided, you know what, I'm, you know, I got kind of excited about it because our relationship had some problems. I wasn't, you know, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, I didn't get left. Like, it was something where we both, uh, you know, kind of thought it was for the best. And right around that time, I thought, all right, you know, this is, you know, new life. I'm kind of optimistic. I, you know, I'm going to go to a doctor. And I don't like doctors. I never have. Um, you know, it's not because I was touched. It probably has to do with my ridiculous upbringing where uh, I was not taken uh, to doctors. You know the way that first world children um, usually go to dentists and doctors. 
the uh, not the case uh, for me for the most part. I only went to a couple, and uh, that was not instilled in me. You know, a fear of financial ruin um, or financial inconvenience really was more important to me than my health. Uh, that was a a lesson that was in, engendered into young Gary. And uh, and you know you'll hear in this podcast I'm gonna talk a lot about my my upbringing and everything. So the uh, went to a doctor and I am a, a fat man. I mean, I've talked about that a little bit. Like I I got tits. Like they're they're the kind of they're the kind of boobs where like if you wanted to like let's say you are in a boner trance and you are hard up for a fuck. You know like you you've got to get off and you don't care where you're sticking your dick. You could titty fuck me. Like, I'm just, just throwing that out there. I just want to extend that open invitation to anybody who's listening to the show. Uh, my, my valley is open to your river. Um, this is a valley low enough. These mountains are high enough. Uh, please put your Jormungand and <laughs> into my, my world tree and, and, uh, take care of that. So, so, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a fat guy. I'm not, you know, Samoa fat. I'm not toddlers and Tierra mom fat, but I, you know, I'm a fat guy. So anywho, going into the doctor, I was expecting, you know, cholesterol, blood pressure, um, you know, all these things that, that happen, uh, to people in my family and, uh, people who, you know, I don't, I'm not like a big eater or anything. I just don't like to exercise and that's, you know, not excusable or anything, but that's just the case. Like I don't, I find exercise really boring and uh really hard it's hard to do and uh so i was expecting those things got my test results and those things were perfect like literally peak human android replicant levels of blood pressure and uh and uh, cholesterol but ridiculous blood sugar and uh i had, had no no symptoms or anything like that and uh, I, you know, I got a message. It said to call the doctor. I called the doctor. The nurse read from a script and said, "You have poorly managed diabetes. You need to come in right away." And then could answer none of my questions. So I'm freaking out at that point. Like I, I had had some, some kind of in my feet. I'd had some numbness, like going to sleep, that happened. But that was the only symptom I had. And the doctor thought it was uh, restless leg syndrome or the gym jams. And uh, the gym jams can be cured by taking a glass of water. I mean, you know, gym jams, like, get up and see what's happening in the kitchen, and that cures your gym jams. It is an easy disease to cure. My disease, not so much. Um, I was at twice the the level of what you should have for blood sugar. No symptoms. Like, how does that, in what world is that fair? Um, and I have no uh, coping mechanisms for things being wrong with my body. I had no idea how to handle it, and it was massively depressing. And to put this in terms of like what my support network looked like at the time, it was more or less non-existent. So this was, you know, Crystal and I were roommates, essentially. Um, I continue, and this is all still true, you know, hated school, hated work. I was, I was low. Um, this was really, really rough. I called my buddy Nick, aka uh, Nas Energy, and, uh, you know, he is type 1 diabetic. And I was like, what the fuck do I eat? Like, how do I have breakfast? You know, you know, like, think about what you're eating for breakfast. It's all sugar and bread. So, you know, doctor, you know, she expressed some regret about how the whole thing was given to me, how the news was broken to me, and uh, made an appointment with the nutritionist, and she put me on some meds, and I immediately cut my carb intake to really, really low. Way, and it turns out 
the, you know, the medication they were putting me on, all that stuff, assumed me continuing my diet as was. Because they assumed that I, like some people uh, with diabetes, would not give a shit and just be like, you know what, my, like, you can have my foot, I'm going to take this, you know, possible. Uh, not the case for me. My, my reaction, what happened was I'm like, I'm going to kill this thing. You know, this, this is wrong with me and it needs to not be wrong with me. I can't handle this. So uh, I cut my carbon take. So my blood sugar is through the floor. Immediately got on medications that lower my blood sugar more. Like I don't have injections, but I was on pills. And felt worse than I've ever felt in my life for three days. Like sweaty, dizzy. I felt awful. And, uh, you know, that sucked. And my levels were all super high. And uh, it was really miserable. And then I started, you know, taking, you know, took care of my diet and kept up with it and stuff. I ended up losing a bunch of weight. So I still, I still have, don't you worry, you're going to get yours. Like if you need to come upon my chin through titty fucking me, I can still make it happen. I'm not going to say it's the best titty fuck you've ever had. I think you should probably find a woman with actual memories um, to do that. But if you, if you need that from me, I'm there for you. And uh, so I can still do that. I still have uh, these little, you know, A cups. But I, I definitely lost some weight, which is cool. And my blood sugar is way down. Um, you know, now, you know, I don't have high incidence. I have low incidence, uh, which are no fun. Like, it's the the symptom is not uh, physical. It's a kind of mental. Like, I get nervous. And that's no fun. So I, I, you know, I'll be hanging out, and I'll, I'll realize I'm talking a lot. And it's like, oh, shit, I should check my, my levels. So uh, that, that was a, a scare. That sucked. Shortly after that, I moved into my new place where I'm recording this now and where I've been recording Watch Out for Fireballs. I assume um, almost everyone listening to this probably listens to Watch Out for Fireballs. And that's how you uh, you got here. So I moved into my new place. Moving out. Saddest thing I've ever done. I, uh, uh, you know, I went the day before and Crystal went with me to go pick out, like, furniture and stuff. And somehow in my brain... I thought we were doing it together. Like I thought, you know, it just felt fun because we were out shopping. I did not put two and two together. Like, Hey, you're buying a trash can. Like, you know, you're not replacing your old one. You're buying your trash can because you each need separate trash cans because you're going to live in different houses because you're breaking up. And, uh, that, you know, huge realization, uh, that happened that second day. And I've literally like, you know, uh, I, I cry. I'm a man who cries. Um, you know, I get upset. I, I will cry. I'm not ashamed of it. This is, I literally cried more than I ever have in my life. And I had to, I was beholden to like truck rental things and friends who were helping me move. So for the first time in my life, I had to do things through crying. Like I'm just in the shower scrubbing those tits, those voluptuous, tight little titties and, uh, uh, scrubbing my tits. And just sobbing. <laughs> I'm packing up boxes, like these last few boxes, and I just, I can't stop crying. And this is something I wanted. Like, on, on paper, it's like, I want to, you know, I want to meet other girls. I want to, you know, I'm looking forward to, to living by myself again. All these things that I, you know, I wanted. Uh, but I cannot stop crying. Moved into my house, you know, my new house. Spent 10 hours unpacking straight, like putting together furniture and unpacking so I wouldn't have to think about things. And literally, you know, cried every day for for weeks. Um, totally heartbreaking and just it's the saddest, you know, most difficult thing I've ever gone through. And uh, 
So that's that's been happening. So I just want to put that into perspective. If you were a fan of the idea of Ahala and was wondering what was going, and as you you know, if you're not a fan and you're listening to these for the first time, I'm I'm so glad you are. Um, when you get near the end, when it gets weird, I'm still making an effort to be funny. I'm still me, but this is the stuff that was on my horizon. Uh, that you know, some of which the the groundwork was being laid for. So I just want to you know let you let you know that. Um, Things are looking up. Things are better. Um, my job is improving a little bit. Um, I started dating. That's actually been amazing. Um, you know, when I first was dating, it sucked because I was in my early 20s. I was dating people in their early 20s. And uh, as you get older, you get better and people in their early 20s suck. And now that I, you know, I'm meeting like girls who are my age, it's awesome. And, uh, you know, I've got, got a girlfriend now. I've met a lot of really cool people. I'm friends with everybody who, you know, who I did with. That's been awesome. Uh, my apartment is great. Um, so there, there's good things going. There's shitty things too. You know, I, uh, I, I went through a real school crisis. Like you go through something like this breakup and, uh, you really, it makes things seem unimportant to you. So it really made, you know, hammering away at this degree to which the, the, the win condition for me getting this degree is a compromised job that pays slightly more than the compromised job I have now. Like, I'm a creative person. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, there's nothing I want to do. There's no prescribed career path. I want someone to pay me for fireballs. I want someone to pay me to write. I want someone to pay me to do music. That's what I want. Um, but those jobs are hard to get and school doesn't do it. So it's already this, this compromise, you know, thing, this lifetime of compromises I have. All stuff I'm dealing with. Um, I wanted to, you know, to, to, so let you guys know that, let you know what the show is like, and then give you an episode of the show. So this is what I've been up to. Um, I'm going to occasionally do more new content for the show. I don't know what they'll be called or what number they'll be. Uh, maybe I'll use letters. Who fucking cares? But uh, they'll they'll be in your feed every once in a while. But until then, just enjoy a new episode of Dead Idea of Ahala once a week, um, at least for the next 42 weeks, uh, because that's how many episodes I have. So Dead Idea of Ahala started as a reaction to the DinoCast. The DinoCast was a podcast I did, which was a dude sitting in a room talking about shit, which is what most podcasts are. And I really liked the DinoCast, but it became too hard to edit. And I talk about that in the first episode a little bit. And the Dino or Dead Idea of Ahala, the idea was to be able to do whatever I wanted. So um, it kind of reached a natural kind of structure where I would start an episode with kind of a rant or opinion or I want, you know, I had something I wanted to talk about and then I would put in one of my songs and uh, then I would have kind of a sketch or, or something like that, like an interview, like a guest segment. Uh, this episode is no different than that. I have a return of, uh, I, I can't call them favorites, but favorites of mine. Um, one of the things, you know, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about the idea of Ahala and examining it and what worked and what didn't. And uh, one of the things that I'm going to be really proud of, one of the things I love about the show is how fucking weird it is. Like, trying to describe it to anybody or trying to describe the... And I don't want to make it sound like I'm blowing my own horn or that I wouldn't blow your horn as it rests between my titties. I just want to, you know, it's it's a weird thing. Like, there's a lot of weird rabbit holes I go down and uh, I, I'm, re- I'm really happy with it. So that happens. Um, so expect, expect that. And a lot of music. You know, if you like the music I do, um, I do the theme song for... Both shows, I do the, all the original music for Watch Out for Fireballs. If you like that stuff, maybe you'll like my uh, more pop stuff that I do as well. So uh, next week, you're going to hear the... So enjoy the rest of the episode. Next week, you're going to hear the first episode of Dead Idea of Ahala, 
which talks a little bit about the extinction of the, the Dinocast. That's the name of the, the episode. And uh, that'll give you a little bit of context. You can find the Dinocast and my other shows at www.garybutterfield.net, as well as all the Dead Idea of Ahala episodes. Like if, say, you don't want them in RSS feed, you're like, you got here from Fireballs, and you think, where has this podcast been all my life? You can listen to all of them anytime you want. They're all up there as long with, along with my rest of my stuff. But, um, you know, if you just want to have a new episode in your ear each week, that'll that'll happen. And uh, I want to let you know all the references to DeadIdeaOfAhala.com. All of those things are, are no longer in, in uh, effect. That website doesn't exist. Um, you know, anything, I had a couple of contest type things I was running. Those things don't exist. So, yeah. And uh, so this is a song. So I, I started on GaryButterfield.net. I started a covers club, which is uh, once a month me and anybody who wants to covers a specific song. And uh, I let the, the picking of that song, I crowdsourced that to the people in the club. And Matt, Matt Dotson, my friend, excuse me, uh, God bless him, knew that I like pop music and I don't like experimental nonsense and uh, gave us Revolution Number no. 9 by the Beatles. So I quote-unquote covered it. I pretty much just wrote a pop song and sampled it and uh, kind of cheated. And uh, I'm putting that in here because it's fucking radio-ready. <laughs> um, I'm kind of impressed by how catchy this is. I mean, it's just a Cars pastiche, but a pretty catchy song. So this is my version of Revolution 9. And then after we get back from the break, you will hear a uh, return of some old uh, favorites.
revolution serve you well. May the revolution serve you well, brother. May the revolution serve you well. May the revolution serve you well, brother. May the revolution serve you well. May the revolution serve you well, brother. May the revolution serve you. If your magic mushroom is shooting fireballs, it's time to go see Dr. Mario. Welcome to the Warp Zone with your host, Gator Boy and the Madman. Ow! Gator Boy, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. You said it, Madman. I'll take any sword given to me by any old man in a cave. It's a secret to nobody. That's right. We're your guide to the Nintendoverse, and we're looking for someone to blow our warp whistles. That's how you get whisked away to the warp zone! We've got a great show coming up, Gator Boy. We've got an interview with Howard and Philman, former president of Nintendo's. But before that, it's time for this testosterone. Brought to you by Menvelopes. Gator Boy? Yeah, Madman? Which NES princess would you most like to M.O.L.E.S.T. the best? That's an ow question, madman. I wouldn't mind gatoring Princess Peach, of course, but her fangs are corked. Might be fun to spend a casino night zone with a bounty conjurer like Samus. We all want a woman who's Zelda in the kitchen and Sheik in the bedroom, Gator Boy. It's an age-old debate. And it's an age-old debate brought to you by our sponsor, Menvelopes. Regular envelopes aren't manly enough. Menvelopes are the only envelopes that taste like pussy! That's right. The giantists at Menvelopes have taken the normally humiliating task of licking an envelope and made it something you can brag about down at the item shop. We'll be back after this! Ow! Exclusive interview with Howerton filming. Let's power up with our man in the field, Gary Butterfield. Thanks, Madman. My name is Gary Butterfield, and I'm here in the uh, palatial estate of Mr. Howerton Philipman. Uh, he was the president and CEO of Nintendo Industries in the uh, late 70s and 80s, and uh, he's, he's decided to take some of his time. He's been very gracious to answer some questions for us. How are you doing, Howerton? I'm doing fine. Uh, uh, did, did, you, did you find your way here okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I used uh, Google Maps. Google Maps. I thought I had myself blurred out on that, but that's the way things go, isn't it? I Did, know. Uh, you, can, you can see the, 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 the shape of the swimming pool through the, through the image thing. It's, it's really disturbing. Well, yeah, it's kind of like a mushroom, but it's got a skull in it. I don't, I don't care. So, so did, uh, did, did, my, did, did my lovely lady Hannah, did she hand feed your grapes when you walk through? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got, I got the grapes. Bitch, Hannah! Stop. Oh, man. Hey, no, hey, hey, it's it's all right. I like grapes. Those are my grapes. Ah. Gerald. Is that your name? Gerald? Is that your name? Uh, 
Gary. Gary is my name. Okay, Jerry. Uh, so, like, well, what, what are you, what are you, what are you here for? I got some, I got some high power business calls to to, to, to get through on my way here, here to. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I imagine so. It's very gracious to you to take your time. I just, I just think that some of the, the listeners to the Warp Zone uh, might be interested in hearing, you know, what it's really like to be at Nintendo back in, back in those days. I, I mean, <laughs> those days. Uh, you got Shigeru Miyamomi back there playing, playing his guitar. You know, it's a, it was, I, I came in and said, hey, you know what? You're making, you're making playing cards. You know, you gotta, you gotta, gotta hop on this computer train. That's what we called them in those days, the computer train. Like that's what you call the computers, or that's what you call the industry. Everything, just the computer train. You're just riding it straight to Money Town because you got these little kids don't know shit. Kid, yeah, kids these days don't don't know shit. Kids in them days didn't know shit. Where do you think I got my Coke fortune? <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Oh man! So shoot straight with me, Jerry. Come on, what are you here? For? No, no, I'm 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 shooting straight, sir. Um, so so I mean I we, I, we talked to uh, Shigeru Mimomo. Here uh, before on the show, and 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 he said that I mean it was really wild. There's there's just a lot of unconfirmed rumors about uh, you know it sounds like a, a mix between Arkanoid and the Playboy Mansion, you know just <laughs> just just a, a cornucopia of tits and pussies. I I, I just I wanted to hear straight from the, the horse's mouth like what you know what that you know what was what's the straight dope? <laughs> cornucopia is what we called pussies back in them days, just full of wonders, right? That's what I gotta say. We were out there, we were pushing pixels, that's what we called it, pushing pixels on the computer train. And we were just making plumbers jump left and right, we had monkeys. Did I tell you, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Kong, Mr. Diddy Kong, he was based after my own pet chimpanzee. <laughs> he would throw, he would throw barrels at Shigemirber, and just, he would run like crazy, that little, that little nip motherfucker, Jesus. Is, is that, is that the, the dead animal floating in the pool now? Oh no, he was dead long ago. This is one of his great grandchildren, whatever. Those monkeys, they fuck. Well, like I did back in the seventies. Oh boy, those were times. Those were yeah. times, my friend. The, the rumors that were unconfirmed about me, they could fill more books than my actual life. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I've heard recently that you're you're working on a book. It's called Down the Pipes. It is an autobiographical account of my erotic journey through this uh, through this year establishment of. Pushing pixels on the computer train with uh, with uh, with Shigami Miyamimi. He uh, he was he, he's he's my stalwart companion. He's the he's the ideal man, and I'm the I'm I'm the uh, oh man the uh, you're, you're, you're the business. You're, you're I'm the, the business. business. He's, yeah, he's. I mean, he's in. My understanding is he's to appeal to, to the eggheads and the nerds, you know. Yeah. And uh, and you're you're the one who really gets uh, you know fills the cornucopia with pussies and or fills the cornucopia that are pussies. Yes. <laughs> The, the, the pussies are the cornucopias, Jerry. I can't say this enough. All right, so it's like a snake eating its own tail. It's a, it's like a, it's like a pussy eating itself. Which Sounds oh man, like I need to add me. that to my book because there was this time back I was, I was hanging out with uh, with uh, what's his name, Lord Britain. Lord, uh, he's a spaceman now. I don't fucking care. But he was making these ultimate games, and he just uh, he was just he was talking about all the shit that he could do in these ultimate games before he went up into space, and he's up there. God rest his soul in his space casket. But I was saying, Lord Brit, Lord British, Lord Britain. I don't care. I was, yes. I was, I was saying, Lord Irish. You know, you just gotta have pussies eating themselves. Yeah, that's I, all I, you I, need. They, that got cut out of uh, Quest of the Avatar, I think. Strangely, that was the that was the inspiration for the legend Legend of Zeltron. She, he was going after a pussy that ate itself. But uh, the Silver Arrow, that was uh, that was what I used to call my 
my pecker back in the 70s and, you know, just uh, having whores do coke, coke off of it, I guess. I don't know. They called it the silver arrow because of my because of my unnaturally silver pubic hair for a man in his uh, in his late 30s. Well, well, now I imagine you'd have silver pubic hair much like my grandfather does. Strangely enough, it turns bright red. Oh, wow. Rusty, they call me. Was that the uh, the inspiration for Princess Daisy and her uh, specifically fire-branded crotch? Yes, yes. Princess Daisy's fire crotch, which was named after an STD that Mr. Shigemi Mimi, he, uh, he picked up from a, oh, man, from an Indonesian man-boy lady, chick, honey. Uh, yeah, called the Daisy Fire Crotch. Had to go to a specialist in Tibet to get that demon exercise, but oh boy, he came back and he had this napkin sketch with this fine lady. I was like, put Mario, that's what we called him at the time before we changed him into Plumber Man, and put him in a spaceship and have him going after, after Daisy, because Toadstool, she ran her course. She was just, she was just old by then. She was, well, she was, she was based on a model that drowned in her pool. Yep, yep, she's still down there. Yeah, that pool is really just kind of a, a tragic mode at this ba- point. Basically a swamp. Basically yeah, it's, a swamp it's just kind of a point. corpse jello. Well, you know, when you're plugging all your all your computer train profits from pixel pushing into pushing more pixels into empire building with your with your Ys and whatnot. That's what we called it for. We called it we called it the Y because why not, right? The not yeah. was implied. But when you're pushing all your profits to that, you can't afford things like pool nets or discreet house servants who won't go and tell the press about my unsubstantiated rumor shit. So, you know. Yeah, and that's what that's what happened to Will Wright as well, is my understanding. I mean, that's yeah, that's what yeah. I read. Well, Sim Brothel, that was uh, that 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 never left beta, but I had some I had some specific input on that as we uh, ran it here, you know. So. Now let's get let's get down to what our, our listeners really want to want to hear. So which uh, which Hollywood and Pixel Train Computer Train Land starlets have you done the whoopee with? Well, most recently, have you heard of uh, have you have you ever heard of Nat Portman? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Natalie no, Portman's younger brother. Her mom. Her mom. It's 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 it's, it's her oh. mom. Yeah, she was an extra on the in in in, in the star battles. Uh, yeah, she was she she was here. She's at the bottom of the pool somewhere. Tragic, tragic. But uh, diplomatic community. I, I I became a diplomat from uh, from from the Mushroom Kingdom back in uh, say off four uh, when it was annexed into into uh, into Dubai. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things that the uh, Republican Party uh, recently talked about. So the Mushroom Kingdom is actually a citizen, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. Which gives uh, me Ra- certain... Romney two thousand twelve. Are uh, you yeah. with me? No, I'm more of a Ron Paul fan myself, but uh, hmm. you know them cards, them cards they're already dealt. So, so, so I heard, and, and just one final little bit to, to go out on, um, I, just another rumor because while I have you here, this this video game land uh, legend, I've heard that you invented the the power glove to stop you from getting brown knuckle from fisting David Crane. Is that correct? Here's the thing about David Crane: he was fixated on scorpions. All right. I can't explain it. I can't say why. He had pet scorpions here and there, and he was like, I'm going to put scorpions in my pitfall game. And I was like, Craney, that's what I called him at the time, Craney, you got to get off the scorpions. So what I was do is every time he mentioned a scorpion, I would just go treat him like a fucking hand puppet. And so, you know, eventually a chafing occurred and all of that, and he became inured to the to the sensation of my, you know, 
uh, rippling forearm. You can see that. See that forearm there? See how the veins? I, know, I can still see the line. There's like a watermark on your on your. It's, it's like a farmer's tan. It's a farmer's. Yeah, tan. yeah. I mean, I, I guess like the David Crane stain. They just call him David Stain. David, it was my David Stain right here. You know, we were living outside in a commune at the time. This is before the pixel pushing really paid off, and before the really power glove. We called it bad. It was the bad glove, because David Crane was being bad, right? And mm-hmm. so he became inured to the to the feeling of my of my of my fist entering his darkest nethers in the brightest sunlight, staying there for hours at a time, leaving me with this uh, horrible deformation. So I came up with this power glove, which uh, you know. Remember that toy glove from the 80s that made it look like you had the Terminator hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that, except it made Bad Street Brawler do shit. Yeah, and, and I, I saw the, um, the Bad Street Brawler model in the pool as well. Exactly. So, I mean, there's so many unanswered questions that are answered at the bottom of that pool. Sorry, an entire civilization of midgets, Jerry. You'd never believe it. So we called it the bag love, and eventually Mr. Crane learned his lesson, and by God, I can't account for it. I can't say. I'm not all powerful. I don't care. But he put those scorpions in there anyway, so I guess I owe Mr. Crane a nice little bad fisting, you know, for all that. So Yeah, if only he were still alive to do so. Um, if we can just have a brief moment of, of silence for David Crane. <laughs> Jesus, Hannah Medicine! Just dust my grapes with it. Fuck. <laughs> I, well, I, I can I can see you're you're very you're very busy, uh, Mr. Phillips. And, um, so thank you thank you very much for taking the time. Um, if there's one thing you you would tell the next generation of, of video game players, the the pixel players, um, what would that one message be? You're never gonna be as great as me, so give the fuck up. Back to you, Madman. Touch my face and I feel something there. Gently rub my palm across my cheek and I feel hair. Boss doesn't like me and she won't put up with this. No man beards. Don't have time to go home and shave. I collapse in tears. Shave, bring me a miracle. JP only takes 60 seconds. JP pull a rather for Templeton. JP has 60 seconds for you. It sounds like that Howerton filming grabbed a couple of floating blue orbs and has wise from his wave. Blue orbs are flowing freely back then. It was a bygone era that I wish someone would create an HD version of. Well, that's about all the time we have on the Warp Zone this week. Gator Boy, do you have a Gator Bite for us? You've got to know when to blaster and you've got to know when to master. Especially in the bedroom where your Link can put on Magmax and go on the adventures of Bayou Billy. And if you're going to have a raid on Bungling Bay, make sure you put on a Varya suit so you don't get mucked. Good night, everybody. <laughs>